Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, how the Ohio Supreme Court just let Amazon off the hook for allegedly causing the death of a Northeast Ohio teenager, and how technology is being used to connect senior citizens with care and social contact during the pandemic. All this and more coming up. The Ohio Supreme Court has ruled that Amazon is not liable for the death of 18-year-old Logan Steiner in Lorraine County, who overdosed in 2014 on pure caffeine powder. The court ruled that because Amazon never had possession or control of the caffeine powder that was shipped through their Amazon marketplace, the company doesn't meet the definition of supplier under the state's product liability laws. For more information on how they came to that conclusion, we talked to Akron area attorney and retired University of Akron law professor Dean Caro. Products liability law was a response to the Industrial Revolution. Before that, everybody made things they used, or they went to the village smithy and they had them make something. Well, products liability put a lot of people between the consumer and the product. So many states, including Ohio, passed statutes. Now, Ohio passed its statute 2307.71, Products Liability Act, in 1988. What happened in this case is the decedent, Logan, he got this powder from a friend of his. The friend got it through Amazon, but through a third party. So the platform was Amazon. The friend bought it through another company and then gave some to Logan. This is like drinking 20 pots of coffee in a half hour. So it's high-level caffeine. And so the idea was he died from cardiac arrhythmia. That happened in May of 2014. Before that, the FDA had never said anything about this stuff. In July of 2014, it said there's an advisory. At that point, Amazon took it off the website. So your question is, why was Amazon not found liable for his death? The reason for that is a legal question, which we would call separation of powers. It is not within the power of the court to make definitions of statutes. Rather, what they do is they construe the words used by the General Assembly. The words used by the General Assembly to define supplier really suggested to the court that it's a person or an entity that prepares the material, sells, prepares, distributes, and as a result, the court found that Amazon was not a supplier. Big win for Amazon. If they lose cases like this, that's a terrific exposure of liability. And so what I had read from one of the justices, even though he concurred, was that he was saying, look, this product liability law that Ohio has now goes back to the 80s, as you mentioned, and that that's really the Stone Age because there wasn't really an Internet that people were ordering things over all the time at that point in that Correct. really they can't kind of justifiably apply that old law to what's going on now. Well, that's not quite what he said. What he said was our job as the Supreme Court is to interpret the words of the General Assembly, Ohio's legislature. The words used in 88 could not have anticipated, as you suggest, the rise of the Internet. I mean, we didn't even use computers uh, much in the 80s. And so what he's saying is, to the extent that this 
needs to be corrected to reflect modern times, that is the job of the General Assembly. And that's why he concurred. Okay. Meaning that he agreed, he agreed with it, but he wanted to add, uh, you know, kind of an extra voice. So really then, in terms of people getting redress for wrongs like this, they're going to need to look to the legislature as opposed to the courts. That's correct. At least in Ohio, the way Ohio defines it. And to me, this was a big deal because this isn't obviously the first time I had heard about people getting either a defective or a dangerous product from Amazon. Like I heard of a case in the not too distant past where somebody had ordered, you know, a charger for her laptop and she plugged it in while she was sitting in bed and the whole bed caught on fire and she was extremely burned and wanted to hold Amazon liable for that. And So in terms of what kind of implication then this Ohio case could have, let's say, on a national conversation about it or national rulings, where does this go from here? It's going to depend on what the state legislature has created as its products liability law. So if it's the same as Ohio, that other Supreme Court could say, well, we're going to abide by the same ruling. But each state has the prerogative to construe its statutes in a different way. So this is not going to have national implication. Rather, it'll inform other state Supreme Courts. That was Akron area attorney and retired University of Akron law professor, Dean Caro. Also today, a story about how technology is being used to help a group of people, senior citizens, who have been struggling perhaps more than anybody else with the devastating effects of the pandemic. After all, COVID-19 kills more people over the age of 65 than any other group, and 63% of the more than 4,000 people who have died from the disease in Ohio so far lived in nursing homes or other congregate care facilities. In addition, the elderly are often already very isolated. And when you add in a deadly disease that makes it actually life-threatening for them to visit with friends and family in person, you've got a recipe for loneliness that can make them even more prone to illness. So to help them, Summit County Council gave Direction Home, which is the Akron Area Agency on Aging and Disabilities, more than $600,000 in Federal CARES Act money. Direction Home Chief Operating Officer Abby Morgan says they're using the grant money like they did in a small pilot project, which provides technology and training both for seniors who are living in their own homes and in nursing homes. We really saw an opportunity to work together to make this program scalable, accessible to more community members, and also benefit those residents in nursing facilities where their homes are, and they are also having similar struggles with being able to access or talk to family members, being able to talk to their doctors, but also being able to access resources and advocates when they have an issue going on in the nursing home or they have a question about their rights. So we wanted to take this opportunity to incorporate their access to these devices into this program. What kind of equipment are you going to get? We're going to have an array of either tablets, desktops, or laptops available. We are going to talk to people about what their needs and uses are, if they're planning on you know, doing video conferencing and calling or needing to do more typing, communication, You know, what device would best serve their purpose. We're also going to be getting subscriptions to some assistive technology that'll help with talk-to-text, headsets, 
as well as the actual hotspot devices. What are the specific needs or the maybe the different unique needs that older adults have when it comes to technology? And how is this helping them in the pandemic maybe differently than it might be helping people who are younger? We've done a lot of looking into what is the digital divide? How do people access information if they've never really needed to or had access to a computer or internet in the home? And we know that older adults and older adults of lower income are most likely to be affected by that digital divide, that gap of not accessing information over the web. And with everything kind of community events being promoted online, finding information online, it is a primary driver for how people can get engaged, particularly when staying at home. So we knew that this was something that if we could provide some hands-on assistance through partners, we can really try to initially engage people in, in using these tools, but also see how we can further their learning and their growth and their training in a number of different resources and partners who are offering different types of classes, different services, different ways to use the internet, different ways to use these devices for library resources or wellness classes or patient portals and accessing your doctor. That was Direction Home Chief Operating Officer Abby Morgan. For more information, go to dhad.org or call their Aging and Disability Resource Center, 877-770-5558. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590 WAKR and WAKR.net.